Today is Wednesday, May 11th, 2022. This is the Link NKY Daily Podcast. I'm Matt Spaulding, and these are the headlines we're following today. Just a reminder that primary election day in Kentucky is Tuesday, May 17th. One week before election, Kentucky Court of Appeals determines Ben Dusing is again a bona fide candidate, reported on by Megan Goff. Kentucky Court of Appeals judges Taylor Lambert and Kay Thompson ruled Tuesday, one week before the state's primary election, that Ben Dusing is again a bona fide candidate for Kenton County Family Court judge. An April ruling in the Kenton County Circuit Court decided that any votes cast for Dusing would not count because he was not a licensed attorney. That ruling was in response to a lawsuit filed by Brian Halloran saying if Dusing was not a licensed attorney, he should not be allowed to run for judge. Dusing then filed a motion to dismiss, saying he does not need to be licensed at the time of the election as long as he is licensed by the time he is sworn in. Dusing asserts the circuit court erred in concluding that he must presently possess the qualifications necessary to constitute a bona fide candidate for the Office of Circuit Court Judge Family Division, the ruling reads. Having carefully reviewed the law, we agree. It's a victory for the rule of law in Kenton County, Dusing said Tuesday. It was a correct application of the law. Halloran said Tuesday after the decision came down that he doesn't agree with it. I think it's wrong, he said. I think they're wrong. I think it's wrong, he said. I think they're wrong. I'll talk to our legislators and figure out what their take on it is and see if there's something we can do down the road to close these loopholes. Halloran said he doesn't think Dusing will win. He sent out one mailer. He hasn't raised any money, Halloran said. I think it was more for publicity and ego than anything, but we'll see. If the voters want to vote for him, they can now. Terry King Schoberg is one of the two candidates running against Dusing in the primary, along with Carl Nockelman Jr. I have run my campaign as a contested primary, so the fact that Dusing's votes will be counted is inconsequential, King Schoberg told Link NKY on Tuesday. Donald Trump throws weight behind Thomas Massey, reported on by Mark Payne. Former President Donald Trump announced an endorsement for North Kentucky Congressman Thomas Massey. This comes despite the former president previously saying that the 4th District Representative is a third-rate grandstander during the early days of the pandemic. Congressman Thomas Massey is a conservative warrior for Kentucky's 4th Congressional District, Trump said in a statement. An MIT grad and a first-rate defender of the Constitution, Thomas fights hard to protect your liberties, especially the First and Second Amendments, which are under siege by the radical left. Strong on the border and our military and vets, Thomas Massey has my complete and total endorsement. In the spring of 2020, as Trump sought to bolster the country financially amid the early days of the coronavirus pandemic, he rallied against Representative Massey. The Lewis County native voted against the coronavirus emergency relief package known as the CARES Act. Looks like a third-rate grandstander named Representative Thomas Massey, a congressman from, unfortunately, a truly great state, Kentucky, wants to vote against the new Save Our Workers bill in Congress, Trump said via Twitter at the time. He just wants the publicity. He can't stop it, only delay. The $2 trillion legislation passed and helped Americans throughout the pandemic. The Senate did some voodoo, just like with Obamacare, Massey wrote at the time, took a House bill, H.R. 748, dealing with taxes, stripped every word, and put their bill in it. The House is just as responsible for killing the origination clause as the Senate. It's the House's job to reject the process. Case of former officer fired after a sex act he says didn't happen highlights progressive police discipline policies, reported on by Megan Goff. A former Campbell County police officer is appealing after he was fired for code of conduct violations claiming he received oral sex from a confidential informant after he bought her a Big Mac in 2020 and that he violated body camera policy in a separate incident in 2021. Campbell County Circuit Judge Julie Reinhardt Ward heard oral arguments April 28th 
Campbell County Circuit Judge Julie Reinhard Ward heard oral arguments April 28th, where attorneys for former officer Kyle Gray said investigators in the case did not adequately determine that Gray violated the department's code of conduct because they could not prove he did, in fact, have sexual conduct with the woman referred to in the investigative reports as Jane Doe. Not only that, but Gray's attorney discovered a text from Jane Doe saying that she would say whatever she needed to say to get out of jail, which she sent the same day she signed an affidavit affirming her claims about the sexual contact with Gray. The investigation began during a random review of body cam video in April 2021. According to the investigation, Gray had turned off his body cam prior to the completion of his law enforcement duties. Gray, according to the investigation, had a history of not properly using his body cam, so the video was reviewed. It showed Gray arrive at a single car collision, take a report, and then begin to transport Logan Bratcher to her residence. Gray said he shut off his body cam en route because policy only requires it to be activated during law enforcement activities, and since Gray said he believed that he had concluded such activities, he turned it off. Campbell County Police Chief Craig P. Sorrell instructed Major Jeremy Newberry to conduct an investigation on April 12, 2021, after Officer Eric Serber discovered text messages on April 8, 2021, from the Campbell County Detention Center, in which a woman referred to as Jane Doe said, I gave Kyle Gray a blowjob in a March 18, 2021 text. The investigation, termination, and appeal highlight a disciplinary process within police departments that Gray's attorneys say violated Gray's substantiative and due process rights. The process, called progressive discipline, looks at the totality of a police officer's conduct when an officer is disciplined. That gets lost with people who are used to the criminal justice system, Sorrell said in an interview with Link. Police conduct is judged in totality, not in a singular event. The incidents involving Jane Doe and Logan Bratcher are separate, but both were cited as reasons that Gray should be terminated, Sorrell said in a June 8, 2021 letter to Gray. It is my belief that you violated the listed Campbell County Police Merit Board Rules and Regulations and CCPD policy, Sorrell wrote in a letter to Gray, recommending his termination. While the random body cam audit and random audit of text messages from the Campbell County Detention Center, also known as CHIRPS, are what led to the April 2021 investigation, Sorrell's letter says, In reaching my decision of the appropriate disciplinary action, I am not considering your violation of the above policies in a vacuum, but I must consider past conduct. Because the investigation and violations alleged by Sorrell against Gray jump back and forth chronologically, this story will begin in 2019 and explore the allegations and Gray's response to those allegations through 2022. On December 9, 2019, Jane Doe was arrested and taken to the Campbell County Detention Center. Gray and a second officer went to see Jane Doe in jail, where she told them ways in which she could be of use as a cooperating individual, sometimes referred to as confidential informant, CI, according to Newberry's April 2021 investigation. Jane Doe was released from the Campbell County Detention Center on December 30, 2019, aided by Gray, according to the investigation. Jane Doe was then taken into custody at the Claremont County, Ohio jail on separate charges. On January 2, 2020, Gray and a second officer got Jane Doe released for a second time, at which point she began to fill out paperwork to work with police as a CI, according to Newberry's report. On January 7, 2020, Jane Doe attempted controlled drug buy in cooperation with the Northern Kentucky Drug Strike Force, of which Gray was a part, but the controlled buy was unsuccessful, investigative notes say. During Newberry's investigation with Gray, Gray said that when the deal was unsuccessful, other officers yelled at her and she began to cry. Gray told Newberry he believed Jane Doe was emotionally broken and that he had to handle her with kid gloves. Gray also said that shortly after an unsuccessful controlled drug buy, Gray met with Jane Doe and her attorney, at which point Jane Doe said she hadn't eaten in several days. 
On January 11, 2020, Jane Doe texted Gray for a ride home from Silver Grove, according to the investigation. Jane Doe said in an interview with Newberry that Gray arrived within 10 minutes of her texting him. Jane Doe told Newberry that Gray took her home and then went to get her a Big Mac while she took a shower. Gray and Jane Doe told Newberry that Gray returned while she was in the shower, left a Big Mac on the table, and left. Gray said that was the end of their interaction that day. But Jane Doe told Newberry that before Gray even picked her up, they had agreed she would give him oral sex. Jane Doe said to investigators that she texted Gray when she got out of the shower, and he returned two to three hours later when she gave him oral sex in her basement apartment. On the same day, Jane Doe signed an affidavit swearing that what she told Newberry was true, which was April 9th, 2021, Jane Doe sent another text from prison. If they said I could get out tomorrow, I'd be like, okay, on January 11th, 2020, I performed oral sex on blah, 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 and I'd sign that, according to her court documents. The text was not included in Newberry's investigation, and, according to Gray's attorney, Eric Eaton, it was not discovered until Eaton found it after Gray's firing. But Sorrell said, in an interview with Link, this chirp was sent after the affidavit was signed, and Jane Doe did not benefit as a result of signing the affidavit. The fact is, although it implies she was going to get something for it, she never did, Sorrell said. In his interview with Newberry, Gray said the oral sex, quote, didn't happen. Gray also completed a polygraph exam in 2021 in which administrator Greg Ellison said Gray was being truthful when he denied having sexual contact with Jane Doe. Jane Doe told investigators that she exchanged explicit text messages with Gray on a daily basis, though when investigators went to find a record of those texts on Gray's former drug strike force phone, they found that it had been more than a year, which is when such texts are deleted from the system. Investigators were unable to recover any texts between Jane Doe and Gray. In July 2020, Gray responded to a welfare check for a woman after her estranged husband called police. The woman was drinking after 15 years sober, according to Sorrell, and the estranged husband was worried she might hurt herself. According to Sorrell and his decision to terminate Gray, Gray turned off his body cam and some of his interactions with the woman and admitted to exchanging sexually explicit text messages with her. Gray was suspended after the woman called the department and showed them the text messages. Gray was suspended after the woman called the department and showed them the texts Sorrell wrote in the decision. It bothers me still to this day that a CCPD officer, after responding to a call of a person in such a state of distress, would somehow become involved in sexually oriented phone calls and texts, Sorrell wrote. Gray responded to a single car crash on January 9, 2021 involving Logan Bratcher. Gray's body cam is on and he arrives on the scene, takes a report, and then begins to drive Bratcher home. He turns off his body cam en route to her residence. In later interviews with Bratcher, she told Newberry that she had no issues with the way Gray interacted with her and that he was professional. Bratcher even drove from out of state to testify at a hearing on Gray's behalf, noting how professional he was, Eaton told Link. On March 18, 2021, Jane Doe sent a text while inside the Campbell County Detention Center saying that she gave Gray a blowjob. Newberry's investigation says that chirp was discovered and reported to Sorrell on April 8, 2021. The next day, Newberry interviewed Jane Doe in jail, where she went into detail about what she said happened in early 2020. She signed an affidavit April 9, 2021, swearing her allegations were true. The same day, she sent a text saying she would sign whatever she needed to sign to get out of jail. On April 12, 2021, Sorrell assigned Newberry to conduct an investigative inquiry. Newberry interviewed Jane Doe's boyfriend, who we will refer to here as John Doe. On April 13, 2021, John Doe told Newberry that he had seen some messages on Jane Doe's phone after she returned from prison and that it seemed like Gray was trying to get with her. 
On April 16, 2021, Newberry interviewed a former roommate of Jane Doe's who said she had seen men going in and out of Jane Doe's apartment and that she suspected she may be a prostitute according to the investigation. Over the course of the following week, Gray was notified of the inquiry and interviewed. He denied any sexual contact with Jane Doe. He also took the polygraph and Ellison, who administered it, determined Gray was being truthful when he said he did not have sexual contact with Jane Doe. In May, Newberry tried to get text records from Gray's drug strike force phone, but because records are only kept for a year and they were beyond that time frame, there was no way to verify that any text messages were exchanged between the two or what the nature of those texts was. On May 24, 2021, Newberry turned in his investigation, concluding Gray did violate the department's body cam policy when he turned his body cam off before he was finished transporting Logan Bratcher. Gray did not violate the department's code of conduct in relation to alleged sexual activity with Jane Doe because there was a lack of evidence. Two weeks later, Sorrell filed a memo stating that he believed Gray violated Campbell County Merit Board rules and regulations and department policy. The Merit Board reviews accusations against police officers. Sorrell determined that Gray violated three different policies. Consider for a moment that at the time you violated policy by visiting Miss Jane Doe's home, you had arranged for her to be released from the Campbell County Jail, followed by the release from the Claremont County Jail, and then arranged to quash a Campbell County warrant which had arisen following post-release, Sorrell wrote. It is because of such positional authorities and the potential for abuse of power or allegations of impropriety or abuse that such policies exist. The case is currently in the hands of Judge Ward. If she denies Gray's appeal, Eaton said they will continue the appeal process. Officer Gray filed his appeal under the Police Officer's Bill of Rights after he was unfairly terminated based on false accusations, Eaton said in an email to Link. He hopes to be reinstated with the Campbell County Police Department as soon as possible so he can continue to serve his community. Get the latest election results with Link NKY's live primary coverage reported on by Megan Goth. Find us on Facebook and LinkNKY.com Tuesday, May 17th for our live election coverage. We'll bring you the latest numbers and results for local legislative, county, and city-level races as the polls close at 6 p.m. Our live broadcast will feature Chief Content Officer Michael Monks and politics and government reporter Mark Payne here in the office with reporters Caitlin Gebby, Haley Parnell, and Kenton Hornbeck spread out at the boards of election in Boone, Kenton, and Campbell Counties. We will also have contributors Tricia Shire, Robin Gee, and Jason Fennell gathering the latest results. Catch up on our election coverage so far by going to LinkNKY.com. Those are the headlines we're following for Wednesday, May 11th, 2022. The Link NKY Daily Podcast and all Link NKY podcasts are available through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and LinkNKY.com. Feel free to subscribe and tell a friend. And for more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening in Northern Kentucky, please visit LinkNKY.com.